So welcome to Speaking on Wellness. My name is Maggie Landis, and today I am uh, very happy to welcome my guest, who is uh, based here in New York City. She is a uh, longtime practitioner of yoga. She's a yoga teacher, a Reiki practitioner, and a reflexologist. Um, She has a lot of tricks up her sleeve (laughs) to offer people. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Joanne Silver to today's podcast. Welcome, Joanne. Thank you very much. Well, um, the uh, idea behind these podcasts is that I am speaking to people such as yourself who've had a wealth of experience in the field of wellness, fitness, and all of the other um, names you can think of that are associated with the balance that we're all looking for. Um, so starting right there, jumping in, since you're a yoga teacher, what exactly is that? Um, what is yoga? Well, yeah, what, <laughs> what a, is yoga? Big question. Yeah. Um, we only have 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it could take a, long, a lot longer than that. Um, so yoga, well, in, in the West, I think most people think of yoga as primarily the physical practice, which is a big component of it. But it's really um, an embodiment of a physical, mental and spiritual practice, um, which ultimately leads to this goal of of enlightenment. But it combines all these different elements um, of spirituality, of breath work, of our relationship to ourselves, our relationship to others, as well as the physical side. And when we kind of bring all those um, pieces together, it helps helps me at least I can speak for myself to to live a better life right it's not just this this physical as it is a big part of it but it helps to to um be in a place where you can navigate life a little more easily i would say the meaning of yoga the actual definition of yoga is um is union or to yoke so it's kind of bringing all these elements um, and pieces together and integrating them in a nutshell. <laughs> okay. No, that was great. I mean, so it, it sounds like yoga and the study of yoga is a, is a very all-encompassing uh, traditional way of um, working with the body, mind, spirit. Right. Right. Okay. There's um, the kind of sacred yoga text lays out these eight limbs of yoga, um, the asana practice or the physical practice being one of those limbs. Um, and it covers everything from our relationship to ourselves, to our relationship to others. And you go through this whole path of the um, kind of the physical, the breath work, leading us to meditation, and then eventually to the state, you know, of a kind of union or an, or enlightenment. Which I'm still working on that. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> well. And uh, as I understand it, with yoga, there are a lot of different styles of yoga out there. There are many different styles, yes. Um, from I teach, well, I teach a few different styles of yoga. I teach um, vinyasa yoga, which is a flow style of yoga, integrating breath and, uh, and movement. Um, I also teach restorative yoga, which is more where you're kind of on the ground uh, in supported postures with bolsters and blankets and it's a way of letting the body release um to to help us kind of bring us further into ourselves but also releasing stress there is um kundalini yoga there's power yoga there's iyengar yoga there are many many different styles 
right. um, of yoga. Yeah. Well, I, I think that would suggest that not all one style is good for each person, that this is more not a generic kind of uh, discipline, but this is more an individual practice. Finding. Yeah, absolutely. It can definitely be. You kind of, yoga, I would say, meets you where you're showing up, right? There's, I think um, for a lot of people who haven't practiced yoga before, they might have this idea that you have to be a certain way, right? You have to be <laughs> flexible. You have to look a certain way. You have to be able to do all the crazy poses you see on Instagram. But but that's not the case, right? Mm-hmm. Yoga really is for, for everyone. Um, I have a client who's 93. She's my oldest client. And we do chair yoga. So we sit and do postures in the chair. We work on our breath. Um, so really anybody can practice yoga. You don't have to show up a cer- in a certain way um, or, or look a certain way or have a certain amount of strength or flexibility. There's always something um, for everyone, wherever you are in your life. Um, yeah, that's, that's actually really interesting to hear because um, I think a lot of people stop themselves when they maybe start to dip their toe in the water when it comes to anything that has to do with fitness or right. wellness, they kind of right. stop and say, well, I can't go to the gym until I lose weight. I can't do yoga right. until I can touch my toes. Yeah. I have so many people say to me, I can't possibly come to yoga because I'm not flexible enough. <laughs> right. You know, right. we all have to start somewhere. And, and you know, the, that's sort of the misconception, too. The whole goal of, of yoga is not just to be flexible. Maybe flexible in our minds, that's a good goal, <laughs> but it's not just to be flexible. And you can actually even be too flexible in the yoga practice. If we're talking just about the physical practice, you need that balance of, of strength and flexibility. And and I think that like with any discipline, with any, any practice that we come to, um, it is a practice, right? You, you can't just show up on your yoga mat and be like, I want to be able to do a handstand on right. day one. It's showing up on your yoga mat over and over and over and over again that you start to notice these these changes physically hopefully mentally hopefully finding more connection to your breath so so it is yoga really is for everyone but you also there can't be that expectation that you're going to show up and know exactly what you're doing right (laughs) be able to do it you know i say well i don't really well's the wrong word but be able to to know exactly what's happening right and when you show up on your yoga mat so each time you come to it is is a practice. Right, right. And it shows up differently in those different yeah. times. Um, right. It's almost like peeling an onion. You know, you, yeah. you you get one more layer and then, oh, look at that, there's another layer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I know, I mean, my practice has certainly changed over the years. When I, I was <laughs> I was one of those people who like, actually, I was very in, inflexible physically. And that's one of the reasons I started practicing yoga and and I did I did change my physical flexibility and I wanted to be able to do all these you know poses that I had seen and and and, you know I achieved some of them some of them I'm still not able to do but eventually that all fell away and it's not about the poses you can and cannot do um for me it's more about you know kind of showing up where I am with my body that day, showing up where I am mentally. Sometimes I just need to lie on my mat and, and stretch. Some days I want to do a handstand or a headstand or whatever, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so it's, it sounds like uh, it sounds like to me that um, when you say sometimes you just show up and you lie on your mat and that's your practice for the day, and other times it's the full blown what people perceive as yeah. yoga, the vinyasa, right. the movement. Um, right. It sounds like me it, to me that you have di- you're dialing into responding to what your individual needs are in that particular moment. So. <laughs> You okay. disappeared there for a second. <laughs> oh, okay. It, it sounds to me like what's happening there is that you're dialing in to what your body is saying you need right there. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and that's a big piece for me anyway of the, of the practice of yoga is, is listening, right? Listening to where you are in your body. And that, I think that becomes, and, and where you are, you know, mentally as well when you show up. And that is a huge part of the yoga practice, right? When you start to, as you were saying, like peel away all these layers, um, it, it all sort of gets reflected back onto you when you come onto your yoga mat, right? If you're going through something, you might find that moving with your breath and moving through the postures like brings up emotions, which is good, you know? And then you can sort of um, find that release on your yoga mat. Maybe you need to be still, you know? Maybe you just need to lie and be quiet with your breath. Um, but, but yes, I, I, in my own practice, um, I can say that it's served me well through all the things in life, right? Through the ups, through the downs, through the, the in-between. Like it's always this, this constant that you can come back to again and again and again. Right. So there's a definite relationship to the world. It's not escaping the world, but it's the right. having the tools to deal with what's happening. Right. So right. and um, I, I find that too, like, you know, not at the moment, but usually, you know, being in New York and being on the subway and getting all caught up and running from one place to the other. And sometimes I have to remind myself, like, to, to take a breath, <laughs> not be the crazy New Yorker who's trying to, like, get everything done and run from place to place. But even even in the midst of it all, in all the middle of the craziness or being on the subway when we were doing that or being in the midst of crowds, you can find that that's place of being centered in the middle of all that Uh, you start to cultivate these these tools that you can really use at at any time and i'm not saying that's easy believe me i mean oftentimes my breath will go out the window i'll be like oh it's been two minutes since i've taken a deep breath (laughs) but you have that reminder you know to to come back into it like okay i know how to do this I can just sit and, you know, reconnect. Right, right. So, like you say, it's having those tools. Um, yeah. I was just listening to a, um, I don't know if it's an Instagram or something along those lines of LeBron James, the basketball player. And mm. he's put together a little series about what he does, not physically, but with his mind for his mm-hmm. training. And he was describing a very key moment in his career at a very big, maybe the NBA um, championship. And the other players are stretching and doing all kinds of things. And he just sat quietly and meditated and controlled his emotions and controlled his mind and brought himself into the moment. And he said that's that's as important to his um, career and his playing as the physicality of it. Yeah, I mean, that's really interesting. I, I think, you know, for a lot of us, we're, we're not in the moment, you know, as, as, a, as a culture, we're, we're encouraged to be distracted, you know, <laughs> by our phones, by our, 
computers, by our, you know, even walking down the street, you know, you see people with their headphones in, listen, listening to music or listening to podcasts or whatever they're doing. It's, we're encouraged in a society to not, not be present. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that it, it's hard. It's hard to be, it's hard to be present. It is, know, it is. Um, it's interesting, too, because I feel that, um, you know, here we are speaking about wellness and fitness and focus and how we can create tools that can be very helpful to each one of us individually, depending upon what's happening for us at the moment. And we're all in the midst of this global pandemic. Yeah. And during this time, there are all kinds of new challenges and new stressors. And right. people are definitely feeling those things right now, which is one reason I wanted to kind of launch this whole podcast series with people like yourself, because yeah. from your experiences, um, hearing that you have to remind yourself to breathe sometimes yeah. <laughs> that, you know, even the yoga teacher who is like a master is, is needs to remind yourself to breathe. That, For you sure. know, everybody yeah. has the, we all have to keep reminding ourselves that no one's perfect, Yeah. but you can come back to your practice. You can come back to what are the things you, that will help you right now in this moment. Right. Right. And it, it's, you know, I think we constantly have to remind ourselves of that, especially in this situation. I think, um, you know, even though we're all in it, <laughs> it can be easy to think that you're the only one who's going through whatever it may be. I mean, we're all in it, but we all have different experiences of this, you know, current situation. And I think, um, you know, it can be easy to spin off. Yes. This is happening to me. This is, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, um, you know, the reminder to, to come back and try to be, be present. And, uh, you know, sometimes the present isn't how we want it to look. Right. And that's okay too, though. But to just be in it and to be connected to our breath and connected to our bodies and not so run around by our thoughts, mm. which again, I, I, me too, I can definitely go off down this, this road of what if and if this happens and that happens, and but it doesn't ever lead you anywhere good. <laughs> right. I heard someone describe worry as sitting in a rocking chair and expecting to get somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I but I think that, um, you know, for all of us, cultivating some kind of practice, and it doesn't have to be much, as I mentioned, sometimes it's just lying on my yoga mat, feeling my breath, sometimes it's doing, you know, a twist, lying down, taking a twist, or mm. moving through my spine, and and um, I think people individually have to find what it is that gives them that sense of, of connection. And having that reminder, you know, throughout your day to begin to to come back to that. Right, right. right. So that we're not so caught up in the cycle of news and, and, uh, and worrying or anxiety or projection or wondering, you know, what is going to happen. Mm -hmm. We're not used to that. <laughs> we're mm -hmm. used to thinking anyway that we're in control. But right. <laughs> we know that's not true. <laughs> so with, with that in mind and understanding that... Uh, you know, you, all these practices have many components to them and take some time to kind of get a flow going quite literally. What would you recommend to people right now? Because we both know that a lot of people are sitting home. And even if they're working from home, they're actually probably sitting a lot more than they have been um, 
you know, before the last four or five months. So with the yoga practice in mind, what would be a couple very simple things for people to kind of check in with themselves periodically through the day? Um, well, there's a whole, I, I mean, one of the easiest things I think, not, well, I would say easy, but one of the things that is most accessible is actually a form of chair yoga where you don't even have to get up out of your chair, get out your yoga mat, get on the ground, or you can be in your chair doing some simple stretches. So um, even just lifting your arms you know, up overhead, interlacing your fingers, pressing your palms up, and then pressing your palms away from you, like rounded um, back, that's a really nice one, or taking your, sitting on the edge of your chair, reaching your hands back, holding onto the back edge of the chair, right, opening up through the chest. Anything that can, especially if you are sitting a lot, can get your spine um, moving. Also, um, just a very simple one, just to find that connection to how you're breathing, is taking uh, one hand over your belly button, <clears throat> taking the other hand over your heart, and just noticing how you're breathing without particularly changing your breath, right? but just noticing right, how your hands rise as you inhale, how they drop as you exhale. And you might notice after a few rounds with your hands on your body that your breath naturally begins to, to feel a little more expansive. It might not, right? The breath is this real barometer, as I mentioned, of, of how, how we're doing in our bodies. So you might notice that your breath is primarily in your upper chest, right? Often happens when we're feeling, feeling anxious. And maybe you can, over a couple of rounds, start to feel that breath um, more in your lower part of your lungs, right? And towards your abdomen. Um, but the chair yoga, I think, is is uh, is ideal <laughs> for this situation for those of us who are sitting at desks, yeah. probably more than than we usually are. It's um, yeah, it, it sounds great. I mean, that just um, connecting with your breath. I mean, I think that's a wonderful place for people who maybe have no experience, or maybe people who have experience with yoga. Yeah, and, I mean, I think going even for the people who do have experience going sort of back to the basics is really nice at the moment mm -hmm. by sort of being more, um, I guess, uncomplicated in the yoga practice without having to do all these fancy poses, but just sitting, breathing, moving through the spine, stretching the shoulders. For me, that's been feeling really nice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it's also very, as you said, accessible for people who don't have any experience um, of the yoga practice. Right. It's a great place to start. And as you say, it's uh, for people who are even experienced practitioners to go back yeah. to the beginner's mind right. and kind of with a, with a new perspective, come back and re-examine exactly those foundational um, movements. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 So um, I, I think that um, if people wanted to get in touch with you and find out more about, because I know that you're teaching online right now. I am, yes. I'm and, teaching on, um, on Zoom right now. Okay. And <laughs> like everybody else, I think. <laughs> we all are. Um, we all are. <laughs> yeah. And I know once we're out of this, you're, you know, in the past, and I'm sure in the future, you're going to be offering yoga retreats around the yes. world. Yeah, um, I need uh, I've led over the years many retreats to various different uh, countries. I also work with an organization that supports girls' education in developing countries. So um, I've led retreats to Africa, to Peru, and part of the money goes to support the girls in the local community that we visit. So hopefully, we're hoping mm -hmm. 
some point, maybe the end of next year, that might um, start up again. That'd be, um, that'd be great. Yeah. And you can find out if people are interested in um, my classes or just me or um, the retreat. My uh, website is joannesilver.com. Um, my email's on there, a number if anybody would like to get in touch and ask any questions. Uh, that's great. Well, I'd like to thank you for spending time with us today. And yeah, thank you. It's my yeah, pleasure. Yeah, and, and giving people a sample of yoga. And uh, uh, I can say to folks that Joanne was, was my yoga teacher and my mentor when I did teacher training. And she is just fabulous. So definitely <laughs> check you, her Maggie. out. Well, no, that's very heartfelt. And um, so thanks for being with us today. 